Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to everybody around the entire world. My name is Derek Henningberg, and I am the host of Walk by Faith. I pray that you all are doing great, that you all are doing wonderful, and that you all see God in your life right now. Like, I woke up maybe about an hour and a half ago, so I haven't been up that long. I've been up long enough to actually have my first cup of coffee. Kids are still in the bed. It's very cold outside. And one of the first thoughts that just popped in my mind right now is I hope you all see God operating in your lives. Okay, so if it's one thing that if you don't see the Lord doing something in your life, the biggest piece of advice that I can possibly give you is to go in solitude, get away from distractions, so you can hear his still small voice. And what brought this up is last night I was on social media and a sister in Christ actually made a post about this saying, you know, sometimes we get distracted by everyday lives, our obligations, priorities, work, kids, relationships. Sometimes we forget, I hate to say it, to stop and to pray, to stop and to think about God. And we will often drown out that still small voice in which the the, the word of God tells us that we hear when we give him 100% of our attention. Okay, so do yourselves a favor and give God 100% of your attention at some point today. It could be in your car. It could be at home. It could be on your lunch break. It could be any time of the day. I'm not going to tell you what time of the day. You should do it because that is something in which is between you and between God. There's nowhere written in stone saying when you should pray or when you should take time out off for God because that relationship is precious between you two, not between you, God, and anybody else. So never let anybody judge you as to when you choose to spend time with the Lord, just as long as you spend time with the Lord, okay? Now, across the United States here, it is very cold outside. In fact, this is probably the coldest day of the year. And I'm not really surprised because we're only like 30 days into this year. It's it's January 30th. One day left in January and then we're in February. I cannot believe it. Like, goodness, it was just Thanksgiving and then it was just Christmas and now... Here we're going into February of 2019. Like, where does time go? Where does it go? I mean, oh, never waste a moment. Never waste a moment because the days are just flying by fast, really fast, okay? But if you are somebody out there who has to work in the cold, please do your due diligence. Dress warm. I mean, I know, I know I'm going to sound like your mother right now, but it's okay. Dress warm. Um, Make sure you're taking some good supplements for your immune system. And just pray that God keeps you and takes care of you, okay, in these these conditions. Let us pray for the homeless, for for the animals as well that are outside. Let us pray for them to make sure that they get shelter and that they get warm as well. Because no one deserves to be out in this cold weather, okay? Nobody. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear it, but I'm struggling 
with a sinus infection. Unfortunately, um, this whole month has just been trying for me health-wise. You know, earlier around the beginning of the month, around the first, I'd say, came down with a cold, and then a little bitty mild, very mild case of laryngitis. Um, it only lasts for like a day and a half or so. Um, and then I got better. I was fine. Um, Saturday I woke up, choked up, mainly because I slept under the fan, which was probably a bad idea. And then yesterday I had a fever. It was about a fever of 101. So I'm like, God, like, what is going on? Like, why can't I catch a break? Why is it, does it, why does it seem like I'm being tested and being tried so much, you know, to keep from doing what I love to do? which is helping other people, whether it be in the realm of the spiritual, like right here with Walk by Faith, or whether it be in the physical with my job. I mean, I just feel like the, the infirmities and the wills of the devil are just completely trying to immerse me. But God's grace is sufficient. I'm feeling better. A little, little bit of a stuffy nose today, but I am going back to work nonetheless. Um... That's just the way that life is. You're just not going to get through life without being hit a couple of times. And we should not allow that to stop us from moving forward. We always have to go forward all the time, all the time. Now, moving on to today's topic in this episode, which is episode 12. We are 12 episodes in. Um... Let us not confuse the episode in which, well, I'm not going to call it an episode, the Walk by Faith prayer, in which was uploaded last Sunday. It's not an official episode. That is actually something that I will be uploading every Sunday. Um, it's going to be a prayer, a live prayer. And I've made the invitation on social media to anybody who wants to be prayed for. I will be displaying prayers on Sunday. So if there's anything in which you want to be prayed for particularly, just go ahead and reach me on social media. Um, I'm not sure if there's a feature here in which you can comment. It probably is. But um, if not, follow me on social media. I'll give you that information um, this Sunday. I'm not going to go ahead and do it on this episode right here because Walk My Faith is not necessarily about my social media. It's about um, encouraging others out there to pursue the Lord and to not operate in fear which is the name of today's episode. Do not operate in fear. So let's 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 talk about fear for a second here, okay? Fear. Some people feel like fear does not exist. Some people feel like fear is just a figment of our imagination. Well, whether people feel like it exists or not, the fact is, there are people, it's a fact, that there are people who operate in fear, who live their lives in fear, who feel like fear is real. Fear is one of those things that can be extremely dangerous. It can keep us from pursuing things in which God has intended us to pursue. It can keep us from the life in which God intended us to have, to live, and to be in. 
It can rob us of happiness. It can rob us of joy. Fear is evil. Very evil. And there are people who live their lives literally in fear. Who are scared to, to talk to people. Who are scared to go outside. Who are scared to engage in relationships. Who are scared to take ch chances, I'll say. But I think one of the worst things that fear can do to a person is nullify one's faith. And if your faith is nullified, if your faith is not being pursued, you are operating in fear. Where there's fear, there can be no faith. And if you don't have faith, it's going to be very hard for you to fulfill a lot of the things in which God intended you to fulfill. For the Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible for us to please God. We can't please God. We have to believe in him. And to believe in God, one must have faith. But if you operate in fear, you will not be able to operate in faith. Because you can't do both. There's either going to be... One or the other. You're either going to live your life in faith or you're going to operate in fear. And let us not forget that the name of this podcast is Walk by Faith. Not walk by fear. Not operate in fear. Not succumb and collapse to fear. Fear is a lie. Fear will tear you apart. Fear will rob you of your life. Because the fact is, who wants to live that way? But the thing is, a lot of people are. I know some people personally who are living in fear as we speak. I know some people right now who will not make decisions on account of replaying scenarios in their heads. Out of fear. Possibilities. Out of fear. And they will talk themselves out of doing something. On the count of them being scared. Well you know something. Just like. Everything that's negative. Or evil in the Bible. There's always a remedy for it. So what I have here is. Like every episode. Several verses. Wow. Several verses. Um. I have seven to be exact, and there's so many more I could go to that would basically just completely destroy the thought of anybody even having any fear. Because in the Lord, there is no fear, but there's perfect peace. And anybody who is saved, anybody who is a child of God, shouldn't even give or entertain the idea of being afraid of anything nothing for the bible tells us to not fear the per the one that can kill the body but fear the one who can destroy both body and soul fear him in other words this is saying you know don't fear a person there there should not be anybody in this world who strikes fear in your life but the only one in which you should be afraid of is God because 
he can destroy not just the body, but the soul. He has the ability to bring you to heaven or to cast you into the lake of fire for any unrepentant soul that is. It's a healthy fear. It's like a fear of your, your parents. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to disrespect your parents. So you give them a uh, you give them the respect in which they deserve. You wouldn't you wouldn't dare cross the line as far as making them angry or as far as disrespecting them, okay? That's the type of fear in which we should have towards God. Okay. So I'm gonna kick this off in Psalms fifty-six verse three and it reads in the day when i am afraid i will trust you okay so very short very very effective in the day when i am afraid i will trust you don't forget to get your bibles folks tablets physical bibles whatever the case may be just make sure that you're reading along pause the podcast until you get a bible in the day when I am afraid, I will trust you. This goes for us. Not just, I mean, this was this is out of the book of Psalms, the Old Testament, but this still applies to the saints. Still applies to us today. That anytime the natural, the flesh, I'll say, begins to manifest feelings, I'll say, of fear and anxiety, we need to stop what we're doing drop to our knees, pray, and let God take care of it. No matter what it is, no matter what it's about, it does not matter. Never put a boundary, a time stamp, or limitations on the power of God. Never. This says, in the day when I am afraid, I will trust you. No matter what I'm up against, I will trust you. No matter what he says or what she says, I will trust you. No matter what the doctors say, I will trust you. No matter what your employer says, I will trust you. And whatever sparks any type of anxiety inside of you, put your trust in God. Because doing anything else is not going to help your situation. Worrying is not going to help your situation. Worrying never did anything for anybody except for give them a headache. Worrying does nothing. Being scared does nothing. It scrambles up our minds. We're unable to be logical and to think rationally when we're afraid. So let us not be afraid. Now, this isn't saying that you won't ever have a feeling of uncomfortableness or a feeling of being afraid. Because this says the day when I'm afraid, I will trust you. So if you ever feel that feeling coming on, immediately Turn to God. Do not try to figure it out. I've said this once. I'll say it again. God, nowhere in this Bible ever said for you to figure things out. He never said that. Constantly, he says, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And that's exactly what we should be doing. That's exactly what we should be doing. Moving on. 
to Isaiah 41, verse 10. And it reads, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, once again, the Lord here is telling us, do not fear. You know, in the, in the last the last book I just read, in the book of Psalms, it says, be not afraid. Here in Isaiah, it's saying, do not fear, for I am with you. This is, a, this is yet something else that the Lord spoke about in both Old and New Testament, that he is going to be with us. He is with us, no matter what. No matter what, if you if you're his, if, and, and that's a very important thing to note, people. If you are a child of God, that is. You have some people say things like, "We're all God's children." That's false. No, we're not. Only those who have been saved and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior are children of God because Jesus is the son of God and if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior you too are a child of God so he is your father just like your children you're always there for them correct you'll always be with them this says the same thing do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed which means, you know, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be irrational. Don't be confused. Because I'm with you. I am your God, he says. I will strengthen you. I will help you. In those moments in which we're afraid of something, we don't feel very strong. We feel weak. We feel disconnected. And God here says, I'll strengthen you. I'm going to help you. Trust me. I will help you. Continuing, yes, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I will uphold you. I will hold you up. I will strengthen you. I will be the sturdy armor in which you need to move forward. Operating in fear. If we're operating in fear, people, we don't get this right here. If you're operating in fear, God's not there. Because if we trust him like we say that we do, we shouldn't have anything to worry about. He is there with us. These are promises, people, in which the Lord has made us. He told us to not be afraid, to don't fear, and that he is there with you. How... How important, no, 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 let me, let me rephrase that. How serious do you think it is for someone to say that God is for me? How serious is it when someone says God will strengthen me? Or how serious is it when someone says God will help me? We are talking about. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're talking about He who has created 
the world. We're talking about the person, the one who has created all things. God, our Father says He's going to help us. He says He's going to strengthen us. He says He's going to be there for us. That He's going to be our righteous hand and uphold us. And we're afraid of life situations. That shouldn't even be. When you actually sit and you're quiet and you read this and you meditate on it and you think about it, it's amazing to think that God is going to strengthen you and help you and that he has your back. That is absolutely amazing. But if we're operating in fear and we're focused on our problems, we won't even be able to see that. We won't even be able to hear that. Because the fear and the anxiety and the problems and issues in which we go through. Because you're going to go through things, people. Let's just go ahead and be honest. You're going to go through things. But that, does, that doesn't give those things and situations the right to take control of your life. And to dictate whether you have faith in God or whether you operate in faith and not fear. Do not let your problems have that much control over you. We're going to move on to the book of Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. I love, I absolutely love this verse right here. I do. It reads, be strong and of good courage. Fear not. Nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God. It is he who goes with you. He will not fail you. Nor forsake you. Yet another beautiful verse here. Now in the previous two books we read. That God says to not be afraid. And he's going to be there with us. In the day in which we're afraid. And, and if we fear. And that he's going to strengthen us and uphold us. Here it's telling us to be strong. To actually stare in the face. Of our problems. To stare in the face of our issues. To be strong. And of good courage. Be courageous. Be mightyful. Be bold. Is what this is saying. Fear not. Once again, there it is. Fear not. Continuing, nor be afraid of them. When it says be afraid of them, it could be, it could be very well talking about a regular person. Or it could be talking about a particular situation. Overall, this is saying fear not. For the Lord, your God, your God is. It is he who goes with you. Once again, God is saying, I will be with you. This is probably the best part right here where it says, he will not fail you nor forsake you. Let me say that again. God will not fail you nor forsake you. Forsake means to forget. So not only is God promising that he's not going to fail you, he's promising he's not going to forget you. 
A lot of us pray and we may not necessarily hear God or, or, or see that God has answered our prayers immediately. That doesn't mean he has forgotten you. He heard you. He's going to answer it in his time, his perfect timing. So he has not failed you and he has not forgotten you. God has never failed anybody. God has never failed in anything. And he's never forgotten anybody who has cried out to him either. The Lord is good, folks. But let's remember the beginning here where it says, be strong and of good courage. We got to be tough. We got to be strong. People need to see that believers in Christ, when we go through things, when issues and fire comes our way, that we are not going to be operating in fear. That we're not going to cower and, and go into the corner. That we're not going to go shut the door and put the blankets over our head. That we're going to be strong and we're going to move forward in courage because God is with us. If God before you, who or what can possibly be against you? Nothing. No one. If the world sees that we smile in the face of adversity and, and, and problems... And they see the boldness and they see the strength. They will believe in the power of God. They will believe that the Lord is really with us. That's why it's important for us to be strong and be of good courage. Because the world is watching us. They're, they want to see how we handle this so-called fear. They want to see how we handle our anxieties. They want to see how we handle our problems. They want to see what's so different. And they need to see what's different. Because remember, we are ambassadors of Christ. We do represent him. That's why it's important for us to continuously read our word. And to meditate on these scriptures. And to live them out. Walk them out. And to be strong and be of good courage. And have confidence in God. We're going to move on to our next book. We're going to jump out of the Old Testament. And we're going to go to the New Testament. Okay. So we're going to go to 1 Peter. Verses 6. Let's see. Verses 6 and 7. And it reads. Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Okay, you'll have to forgive me. I read verse 7 before I read verse 6. I had um, verse 8 highlighted, so that's my mistake. But they still go together, though. So I'll reread it from verse 6. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Okay, so let's stop right there. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. We need to, once again, stop trying to figure out this game of life in which we live in. Stop trying to be prideful. Stop trying to figure everything out and to humble ourselves, to bring ourselves down and to tell God, help me. And it says, he may exalt you. Exalt means to bring you up, to uplift you, to hold you up. 
in due time. Now, that keyword, those two words, due time, want, this is speaking on God's perfect timing. We don't know what perfect timing is. We don't know how much we can actually endure. We think we do. But God is the one who knows exactly how much time we need or how much time we can endure. He knows this. This is impossible for man to figure out. For he says, I'm going to pick you up in your due time. You don't need to be afraid. Verse 7, cast all your care upon him. Care meaning your fears, your, your concerns, your problems, the things in which keep you up at night, the things in which keep you from focusing, the things in which take away your joy and your happiness, all the cares upon him. Cast them all on him because he cares for you. God loves us, ladies and gentlemen. He loves us enough to say, whatever is bothering you, brother, you know, son or daughter, whatever has you riled up, whatever is causing you to feel upset and scared, whatever is causing you to operate in fear, you need to give it to me. You need to cast it upon me. You need to let me handle it because I love you. I care for you. I want to see you happy. Remember, God is a father. And as a father, he wants to see his children happy. I, myself, am a father. And I always want to see my children happy. And when my kids are down or when they're upset or when they're not feeling good, I try everything that I can to help them feel better or to help them smile. I do whatever I can to turn it around because that's what parents do. What do you think God wants to do for you? He wants you to give him his problems because he loves you, because he cares for you. And he wants to see you smile. He doesn't want you operating in fear. He wants you to operate in faith. Meaning you need to trust him and you need to believe in him. Because we cannot live our lives scared. Dare I say that's unacceptable. God didn't create a single person to be afraid of anything. Let's move on to 1 John 4 verse 18. And it reads, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears is not in perfect love. So this is saying perfect love, perfect love, the love of Christ. That's perfect love. Having faith in the Lord. That's perfect love right there. If you if you truly have that love and you truly have that faith. In your heart, it casts out fear because fear and faith, both of these cannot reside in the heart. I mean, this 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 is clear as day. You know, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts it out. It pushes it out. It destroys fear. It goes on to say, because fear has to do with punishment and, you know, you, you should not feel like you're being punished. Isn't that what fear makes us feel like if we're scared, if we're afraid all the time? Doesn't that feel like punishment? 
doesn't that feel like bondage? Doesn't that feel like you have a chain on your ankle and you can't live your life the way you want to? Doesn't fear really feel like punishment? When the scriptures say who, who, whoever the son sets free is free indeed. Those that are in Christ are free. Those who have faith in God are good. We, should, we have no business mingling with fear. We really don't. It goes on to say whoever fears is not in perfect love. So if, if we're operating in fear, I hate to say this people. But we don't know the love of Christ. If you're operating in fear, you haven't you have not yet experienced the love, the true love of Christ, the true compassion of Christ, the true power of God Almighty. If we're operating in fear. Now, to be afraid of something or for something to concern you. Is one thing because, like I said, as humans, things are going to rile us up. Things are going to make us think a little bit and be concerned. That, But that's why we're supposed to cast it on God. But to operate, to actually operate, meaning to live your life every single day in fear, there, there is no perfect love there. The love of God cannot be in you if that's how you live your life. It can't be because throughout the entire Old and New Testament, God is constantly telling us to not fear, but to trust him, trust him, trust him. If we, tr if we trust God, that means we have to love him. That means we have to have faith in him so there can't be any fear there. You know, again, spend as much time in your Bibles as you can. I'm not saying you have to read 24-7, but it's in your best interest to know this stuff so that when you do have a problem and something does bother you, you'll know how to handle it. We have two verses left, two books left. Let's move to John 14. Okay, now I, I just read 1 John. We're not in... We're not in 1 John or 2 John, we're in the book of John, the gospel, okay? So some people may get that a little confused. I just wanted to point that out just in case, okay? All right, so John 14, chapter, let's see, verse 27. And it reads, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as this world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is a beautiful verse. He says, peace I, I leave with you. You know, God wants to give us peace. He wants, to, he wants peace and love and faith to reside in our hearts. He wants peace, love, and faith to reside in our minds. For us to walk in confidence and to walk in boldness and to be strong because he has promised to give us peace. He says, peace, my peace. I give you my peace, my peace, the Lord's peace. I will give you. Goes on to say, not as the world gives, do I give you. The world has nothing to offer you. 
The world tells you to figure it out. The world tells you to um, man up. The world tells you to be afraid of this and to be afraid of that. The world tells you to be paranoid. Oh, you need to prepare. Oh, you need to 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 do to move over here. You need to move over there. The world does not have the best interests of a believer. God says to trust me, not the world. Listen to me, not the world. I will be with you. The world has never promised to be by your side. The world has never promised to uphold you. The world has never promised you anything. The world never said, I will be with you. God said that. Goes on to say, let not your heart be troubled. Once again, don't be afraid, people. Don't give place to fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid. I know, people. I know that there are things in this life that appear to be scary. That appear to be scary. I know. I would be lying if I did not, if I said that there were not things in this world that didn't concern me. You know, I mean, it's... The world's a scary place. It is. But I always remember that I serve a good God, that I serve a faithful God, that I serve a God that has made me stronger now than I've ever been in my life. But I also feel like since I'm stronger now, I'm going to be put to the test through more situations. And that's just the walk, the Christian walk. Because just because you're a Christian and you're a believer doesn't mean you're not going to go through things. But no matter what we go through, no matter what it is, God has promised that he's going to be with us. We're going to wrap this up with Matthew 6. Verses 25 through 34. It's, it's a lot. But I, I save this right here. Because this is one of my favorite. I have a lot of favorites in the Bible. But this is. This is one of my favorite passages that I like to go to. When I just feel. When I have a feeling of inferiority. Or if I have a feeling that things are not exactly going the way that I, I, you know, that I want them to go. This is something that I go to when I just feel, when I just feel, you know, we all have those feelings. Everyone's going to have those feelings, but it's, it's passages like this that puts things in perspective and that reminds me, oh, that's right. You're right, God. What, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? You're, you, I, I need to put my trust in you. As a believer, admittedly, you know, we all get sometimes get caught up. Because, like I said, we have distractions of the world. We have distractions from our jobs. We got distractions of family. I mean, I love family. But we can be hyper-focused on family so much that we forget to spend time with God. That we forget to spend time with in His Word. Hyper-focused on our problems. And we forget passages like this. Matthew 6, 25-34. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to the was it, hold to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and money and it goes on to say therefore i say to you 
Take no thought about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body. What you put on it. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they do not sow, nor do they reap, nor do they gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? You know, I'm going to stop right here. And continue. God, you know, God is telling us right here that he's talking about birds. You know, they fly around. They're happy. They sing every morning. They're praising God because the Lord provides for them. And it's saying they don't sow. They don't reap. They don't pray. But yet God takes care of them. Because God cares about the least of his creation. But he's saying, you know, are, are you not much better than they? Of course, because he made us in his image. Always remember that, folks. God made us in his image. And he takes care of the least of his creation. So always remember how important you are. Continuing at verse 27. Who among you, by taking thought, can add a cubit to his statue? Why take thought about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They neither work nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not dressed like one of these. Therefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is here and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, ye of little faith. Now, let's stop here. Just like the birds. This is talking about flowers, folks. Flowers. Grass. Flowers, lilies, grass. God takes care of them. Provides for them. What do you believe he will do for us? Do you can you seriously compare yourself to grass? Can you seriously compare yourself to a bird? You think God won't take care of you? You think God won't cast that fear out of you? You think God won't fight for you if he will do this for birds and flowers? We have to be wise. Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you have needs of all things, all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be given to you. Therefore, take no thought tomorrow. For tomorrow will take thought about things itself. Sufficient to the day. Is the trouble thereof? I don't. I, I don't know how much clearer this can be. You know, the Lord's telling us not. We we should. There really shouldn't be anything we should be afraid of. We shouldn't be afraid of thinking about what are we going to eat, what are we going to drink, what are we going to wear, where are we going to live, what are we going to do? God's telling you, hey, 
Don't worry about that stuff. Which just so happens to be some of the main things that people tend to worry about. But God says, don't worry about that. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. If we put our trust 100% in the Lord, if we put our trust in God and we tell him our problems and we give him our anxieties, I promise you he's going to turn things around. We should not live our lives in fear. We should not question things. We should not wonder how are we going to do this or that. Remember that God is our father. What father is going to tell you to figure it out? What father is going to watch you struggle? What father is not going to provide for his child? It's not going to happen. Not with God the father. It's not going to happen because he loves you too much. Today, folks, if there's anything that's bothering you, if there's anything that you're afraid of or anything that you're scared of or something that's keeping you from, from smiling or from having joy, if there's anything that's suppressing your faith, you need to drop to your knees right now and you need to give it to God, no matter what it is, no matter how big it is, no matter what the problem is, give it to God and watch him work. In due time, folks, in due time, because he knows when you can't endure anymore. He knows what you need when you need it. You have to trust him. Because as believers in Christ, we are not to operate in fear, but we are to operate in love. We are to operate in confidence. We are to operate in faith, period, point blank. Okay? I appreciate each and every one of you. I just want you to know that I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for sharing Walk by Faith. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, to listen, to allow this to edify you because you may not hear anything else like this for the rest of the day. So I pray that you can take this Today, and operating faith going forward. I thank you for supporting this ministry because that's exactly what this is. This is this is for the glory of God. This is for to get people to think about the Lord. This is to get people to come to the cross. So I say that to say this. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Remember to not operate in fear but to walk by faith operating faith i'll see you in the next episode this coming friday have a blessed wednesday don't forget to share this with somebody share it with anybody folks whether it's a friend a family member share it on social media get it out there because there are a lot of people who are in this position who need to hear this Okay, let us think of others. God bless you.